Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. On today's show, we actually have an interview that we conducted a couple of months ago, but nevertheless remains as pertinent now as it was when we recorded with this guest. And, of course, it remains so important because as this COVID-19 pandemic continues to develop, and I believe we recorded this interview in early May, and there's still so much uncertainty surrounding its effects, not only, of course, on all of our daily lives, but on college athletics in particular, and we all remember back in March, April, the uncertainty whether seniors in college would be afforded an extra year of eligibility after having their final season yanked away from them. Uh, Now, the NCAA ended up making that decision to offer that additional year. And so, you know, so many college seniors, so many, you know, in particular for tennis players, those with pro tennis aspirations, uh, they face fascinating decisions on whether they would like to come back to their universities for another year, continue their education, continue their development as tennis players within the confines of their programs or whether they're ready to use this as their moment to turn pro to you know pursue their passions pursue their dreams and you know go fulfill their professional aspirations and so so many uh, seniors of course across the country have so many fascinating decisions and there are so many talented seniors across the country right now in the game of college tennis as well making it that much more interesting because obviously whether those seniors decide to stay or go will have a monumental mental impact on what we see during the 2021 season you know god willing that we get a 2021 season that's a discussion for another time anyways the other reason we haven't run this podcast yet was also because we had a plethora of other podcast guests we wanted to run we then headed off uh, to miami to nicholasville for the young king's scholarship tennis event and the altic steislinger tennis exhibition you know those two events uh produced i think 14 interviews out of the 16 players that were on site and you know some of those we've released as cracked interviews podcasts hopefully we'll continue to release uh you know the rest of them but they are all now i believe released on our youtube channel as video interviews so you know not only do you get to hear the interviews as you would on the podcast but you get to see our smiling faces as well so if you missed any of those be sure to go check them out again though really excited for today's guest because if you have been a fan of college tennis for his you know four years in the men's college tennis game this guy has been one of the most talented players throughout the duration of his career. Uh, He became, I believe, uh, he helped lead his program during the 2020 season to a program best number six ranking and their first national indoors appearance in program history. He was named an ITA All-American, the program's first since 2009, a former top 400, current top 600 ATP professional. Of course, I'm talking about NC State's Alexis Galarno, who really had 
has been, you know, certainly over the past two years, one of the five, 10, certainly 20 best players in all of college tennis. And, you know, he's helped lead his team to such success. And right before the season ended, they had obviously upset Texas at home. They also beat my University of Michigan Wolverines early in the year in an upset victory. And, you know, this NC State team is in the midst of a breakout in building their program back and, you know, competing in the ACC against burgeoning programs like Wake Forest, North Carolina, of course, they're now, I would say now burgeoning powerhouse programs as well as Virginia. Uh, What that can do for a tennis program forces you to raise your level in order to compete. And certainly that's what we've seen from this NC State team throughout the duration of Alexis's time there. So we talked to him about, you know, his team's rise. Of course, we talk about him hearing how the season was canceled, how that impacted him, his teammates. Uh, Of course, you know, we we decided, I wanted to ask him about his decision to come back, what he weighs as he makes those choices, the difference between, you know, the level of tennis he's playing at the college game and versus what he sees on the pro tour. And also, of course, uh, you know, how that level, uh, you know, not only how that level differs, but how he's preparing, how college tennis has helped him prepare for the pro circuit and whether he thinks it's a viable pathway to the pros. Also, you know, for someone who's had so much success on the pro tour already, why he keeps coming back to college. So it's a fascinating conversation that I look forward to all of you listeners hearing. Of course, before you can do, we can do that. I have to let you know that these podcasts are made possible because of the support we get from our friends at Midwest Sports. And for more than 30 years, they've served as one of the world's premier tennis equipment suppliers by offering a comprehensive selection of fast shipping tennis supplies that few retailers can match. They also have one of the largest in-stock inventories of equipment online with tens of thousands of products available for shipping directly from their automated warehouse to your front door. They value innovation and have personally tailored their products to highlight your skills on the court. Their well-trained staff are intimately familiar with tennis equipment and can help you find that perfect racket, perfect shoe, or perfect clothing. That is sure to put you ahead of the competition. Their selections of equipment are consistently first to market, and they pride themselves in stocking their warehouse with the newest products. Excuse me at the lowest prices. I got so excited that I had to hiccup, but you won't have to miss a hiccup. You won't have to miss a beat. By going to their website, MidwestSports.com, you can find all of the latest gear, everything you will need to accentuate the finer features of your tennis game. Once you're there, save an extra 15% by using our promo code CR15. You'll also get free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75, as well as a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. We are so grateful for the support we get from our friends at Midwest Sports. The least we can do, ask you to support them as well. So go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. Of course, you know what I'm going to say. That'll make you look good, but you got to feel good to play good as well. And that's where our friends at Aerobar come in, the only tennis-specific energy bar in the business. More potassium than a banana, delicious cinnamon, honey, oat, and chocolate chip flavors. And more importantly, again, our friends at Aerobar know how important fitness and nutrition is to the modern tennis game. That's why we talk about it with them every week on our Thursday mini break, Getting to the Point episodes. Uh, But of course, they are actually doing something about it, providing tennis players, again, with the only tennis-specific energy bar out there. It's You're just putting good stuff in your body. It's a perfect way to start your day. You're going to get that energy boost you need. So go to aerobar.com. Use our promo code CRACKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, Midwest Sports makes you look good. Aerobar makes you feel good. 
after that, I guarantee you're going to be playing good as well. So with that in mind, I know what Midwest Sports and Aerobar are a fantastic combo for as well. I pod good after them. And with that in mind, let's get to our pod conversation with NC State All-American Alexis Gallardo. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Joining us on the podcast today, this player helped lead his NC State Wolfpack team to a program best number six ranking during the 2020 season, as well as the first national indoors appearance in the program's history. As such, he was named an ITA All-American, the first NC State All-American since 2009. Alexis Galarno, welcome to the show. Congratulations to you, by the way, and how are you doing? Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me. Appreciate uh, the introduction. Doing well, and you? I'm doing well. No complaints. It's another day in paradise, right? Love it. Same here. (laughs) Yeah, at this point, just getting to do these conversations, getting away from my roommates for like 30 minutes to an hour, it's a win. You know, well, I'll take it. It is, it is. Yeah. um, But so, you know, for you, let's start there. To be named in All-American, the first for NC State since 2009, so in over a decade, what does that mean to you? What do you think that means to the program? Yeah, I... I remember uh, coming into college, I wasn't, you know, I didn't know so much about All-American honors and all of that, but, you know, as I got to know uh, college tennis and everything, I realized how big of a how big of a deal it is, and just really, really big honor for me to, you know, be able to represent NC State and, and get this award. Uh, would have liked to, uh, you know, not be named All-American that way, you know, finish up the season, but uh, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. I think it's safe to say you were well on your way to an All-American season anyways. But, you know, let's get this out of the way since, you know, it, it's the obvious topic for you as a senior to have your last season cut short by a global pandemic, something none of us could have expected. You know, where were you when you found out that news and what was that sequence of events like? Yeah, um... You know, I was uh, I was just home chilling with uh, with three of my teammates. We were playing uh, video games and just uh, just enjoying it. And we kind of we we kind of saw it coming a little bit. You know, uh, the season was was suspended. The ACC was suspended, and then uh, we didn't expect the NCAA to like just. You know, just uh, cancel everything, but I I thought that was the right move to do. So it was a bit of a shock at first. Yeah, and I know for you, you're obviously you had to get back to Canada, and for so many of your teammates, you know, what was that panic like initially? What was it? You know, how difficult was it for everyone to scramble to find their way home? And you know, how emotional was it for you, particularly in that moment before there was even the option for you to come back again for another year? Yeah, uh, my first reaction was just. You know, at first I didn't really realize what was happening, and then uh, I really I wasn't ready to leave NC State. You know, after 
three and a half years of you know making lifelong friends and uh just i wasn't ready to go home so uh i thought maybe i was gonna stay in rally for for a few weeks and see see how this virus would go but um but then the the canadian and u.s borders uh close to uh non-essential traveling so that's when i it kind of alerted me to go back home and now it's probably the best decision for me to be home yeah no, I, I can only imagine, you know, again, what that's like uh, for you in that moment. And I guess mm-hmm. when you found out that the NCAA was going to extend an extra year of eligibility to spring sport athletes, what was your initial reaction? And the reason I ask, obviously, I'm trying to dig for an answer to see if you're going to come back next year or not. Just personally, as a fan, I want to see it. But, you know, for you in particular, you were top 400 in the ATP singles rankings last summer. So for you to come back even this season, I'm sure you had thoughts about not doing just that but to find out that you could hypothetically go back again next year did that provide any sort of relief for you yeah i mean uh even last year i always try to keep you know all my options open uh and just figure out what's best for me um you know i last year i wanted to come back and be the leader that uh that my coaches and i wanted me to be so that was a that was a nice challenge for me and then uh, for this year to uh, to find out that I, I get an extra year is very exciting. Uh, I haven't taken a decision yet, but um, again, I'll I'll review all my options and see what's best for me. But uh, you know, if I do come back, then it will be uh, very exciting. And if I do end up uh, going pro, then that will be also exciting. So either way, will be uh, will be fun. Yeah, and, and so you, you said there you haven't made a choice yet. I just want to follow up with one more thing. In terms of the process of making that decision, given the uncertainty surrounding professional tennis right now, because we don't know when the tour is going to come back at any level, is there that extra incentive to keep that door open and potentially go back to NC State just because you know there may not even be normal tennis to return to on the pro circuit for a while? Yes, that's the, that's the biggest thing. I think it's uh, the first find out when uh, professional tennis will come back and um, and then when is it going to come back so having that option to come back and in my situation it would be to complete a master's program would be a, would be a, a goal of mine that I've always wanted to achieve so um, you know it's a great opportunity we'll just uh, just waiting to see how the ATP is gonna is gonna go forward from here. Yeah, that's fair because, again, you were top 400 in June of last year. And I'm curious for you as someone who I think you had 26 wins already this season, but in the dual match season in particular, you were 10-1 and one at the one singles position, I think 11-1 and one in doubles as well. How were you feeling about your level of play during this 2020 season? Do you feel as though your game is ready to be on the pro circuit full-time? Yeah, my, my level has been ready since two, three years now. I think uh, college tennis is great to to uh, become mature and just get better physically and and mentally you know all the aspects are they really improve when you go to college um and then i think this year i was playing my best season i was healthy that's always been a a big challenge for me is these college seasons they're they're long and they're tough playing one is you don't get any breaks any day so uh but um yeah i mean uh I'm just just looking forward to either going pro or coming back to college and keep improving. So 
it's fun. Yeah, and you, you mentioned health there. I'm curious because for people who aren't aware, and it feels like for the past three years before, you know, now everyone has heard about you because of how you know successful your team was. But those first three years, you might have been the best kept secret in college tennis, just grinding away at one singles in Raleigh for your NC State team. Uh, but for you in particular, you talked about you know what it was like to be healthy this season. How much have you know health struggles been a part of your early years, or how much were they a part of your early years in college tennis? They were very challenging. Uh, my first year was my shoulder. Uh, really, you know, and you don't want to let your team down. I'm a team player, so I just always wanted to find a way to, you know, be on court and be able to compete for for my for my guys. But uh, it's it's hard to to be injured and keep playing. And you know, you also want to send out good vibes to your team while you're playing. So it's hard. You're you know, deep down inside, you're hurt and you don't feel like you're doing your best so uh to keep a keep a smile and keep encouraging your your teammates has helped me a lot and just made me appreciate tennis even more Mm -hmm. and for you 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 mentioned becoming the senior leader this season and what that meant to you personally and as you know someone who played the one singles position for all four years I'm curious you know how does it differ when you're the young up-and-coming freshman who's at the one singles position you're carefree you've got nothing to lose playing up there versus Mm -hmm. the responsibility of being not only the senior leader on the team but the guy I'm sure most of your teammates are thinking okay if we're going to win today it's because we're getting one point out of Alexis at one and will go from there yeah uh, my freshman year I was uh, I came in and I was 17 years old uh, I was playing two and then you know about 10 matches into the season I was playing one uh, I didn't expect my my teammates to follow me or or made me a leader because I was so young but uh, I kind of embraced that you know being number one and and providing good energy to the guys, you know, uh, being being loud, being cheerful, and all of that. And then, um, and then leading into senior year is just every year, just keep you know, keep a good attitude in training, keep a, a good work ethic, and all of that, and just lead by example. I'm not uh, I'm not one of those leaders that will make a big speech or, or anything like that. So, just leading by example, and then senior year. You obviously it's a little bit of seniority and in a way like you don't have to to get respect from the guys as much because you know you've got that that status already a little bit so then then I just felt like I was able to really just be myself lead by example again and and just enjoy being the leader do you think that freedom was part of the reason you were playing so well this season yeah, I think so. I think I I started enjoying that and embracing that uh, that role of being the leader and being that number one uh, singles player and just uh, making sure I, I put a point on the board. Uh, a big thing of mine was uh, the previous years was just, uh, I think I was a little bit uh, all over the place, you know, watching my teammates play while I'm playing and just not locking in on my own court. And that's that was a bit of a, an adjustment for me, and I think I really, uh, really found the way to uh, to just put the, my point on the board, and then after that, see what happens. 
<laughs> no, obviously it was working for you guys. You were 11-4 and four this season, as I've mentioned, all the accolades you've racked up. But let's start at the beginning because in case you don't know this, I attended the University of Michigan. I only recently moved out of the state, and I was at that NC State match. And uh, NC State, I was at the match against, you know, your team. And, you know, for you guys, your first match of the year to go up to Michigan to drop the doubles point but then get four singles win, you know, did, did you know you had a special team, I guess, going into the season? Or did, you know, an early result like that, did you guys, you know, start to realize, okay, we could do some fun stuff this year? Yeah, I mean, every day in training, we were, we had a very competitive team. All the guys were were eager to get on court and compete. Uh, we had a young team also with uh, three, uh, well, two freshmen and one transfer from uh, Oklahoma. And these guys, they really stepped up for us. So that was, uh, it was, you know, a, a fresh air for us. And to go on the road, play Michigan, you know, uh, the freshmen, they were they didn't know much of, you know, college tennis and the atmosphere. And that match was, was a key moment for us. I think all the guys, they, they enjoyed that battle so much. And we just carried that through the end of this, well, through the middle of the season when, it, when things got <laughs> tough. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, for you, you at the ITA kickoff weekend, you go to Charlottesville, and you know, is this the Virginia team from your freshman year? No, but for you guys to go to Virginia, get your first win there since I think it was the '90s, and you know, qualify for your program's first ever national indoor events, and for you in particular to clinch the win that sent you there, you know, how cool of a moment was that? Yeah, again, that was another another key win for us. It was uh, another fun match. We loved going on the road and you know uh, showing up and and giving each other really good energy and really overtake that home advantage that other teams should have. Uh, we we were playing together and competing for each other, so that was uh, it was special. We had a special team for sure. Mm-hmm. Was it you know what was different about this year? Was it the talent level? Was it the cohesion off the court? Because I'm curious, you guys obviously had a talented team last year. You lost yep. two seniors off of that roster, but you know what was the difference for you guys at the start of the season? And you know, from my perspective, I would say the difference was you. You know, ten and one in uh, you know in singles, eleven and one in doubles. You weren't losing matches, and so you know how how do you hit that rhythm? How do you hit that point to where you are just locked in and putting up points for your team? every match yeah it was uh was tough to lose four four seniors last year they all had a really big impact for us um i'd say the biggest thing that uh that made us even more successful this year was uh the coaching staff i thought they did a really good job with uh each guys during the fall i think uh every guy was you know was doing individual individual stuff to to improve and and just having a fresh fresh team young fresh team is uh sometimes it just it leads to different different vibe and just uh the guys were all com- competitive every match um yeah I, I i don't know it's just i think it's the coaching staff a little bit myself i think i i did a much better job at locking in that that point at number one singles and just um the the new guys and just also us, Robert and Yanai, who's who's got more experience in uh, in college tennis now, they they feel uh, a little bit more comfortable. 
Yeah. No, again, it was clearly working. And, you know, I, I do want to focus on you a little bit because I'm just curious, when you're playing that well, do you ever enter every match, you know, I guess not only thinking you're going to win, but do you think you were the best player in college tennis this year? Yeah, I was, uh, I was playing with a lot of confidence. Um, one guy that I've always uh, struggled to play against is Will. I think he's a really good player. Uh, we've we've had a bunch of good uh, battles. Um, I don't I don't like to say that I was the best college player, but I was definitely you know up there. And there's so many good college players, so the the competi- the competition was was kind of was tough for sure. Yeah, no, I can only imagine. And the reason I ask is because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, physically you guys are all so talented, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if it's that confidence, that mental edge that you think separates the players who win at the number one singles position mm-hmm. versus those who don't, because talent-wise, you know, everyone's even. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, for sure. It's There's a big part, and every match I think it's uh, it's all about mental um and at number one singles, you can go on a losing streak of you know three four matches. It's it's not easy, not a, not an easy sport uh, spot. So I, for sure, if you have that confidence heading to a match, it's gonna it's gonna benefit you a lot. But um, I just I just think that you know the college atmosphere, the playing for your team, all of that is just it's enough motivation for me at least to get up and compete for them. Yeah, no. I mean, again, you were doing it quite well. And, you know, for your team to get to go to Wisconsin, play that national indoors, I happened to be at that event. We were doing the play-by-play call. And, you know, A, it was – yeah, thank you. But it it was freezing in that building. Like, And and I'm curious to play – you know, that's obviously where you had your one loss on the year. And Mm -hmm. you're playing in 20-degree temperatures. Every ball is flying, all of these Mm -hmm. different things. But, you know, I I know your team went 0-3. But for Mm -hmm. you guys to have that sort of experience to compete with the top 16 teams – and it sucks because it was going – you know, you didn't get to complete the season. But what did Mm -hmm. that experience do for you guys? Because obviously a couple weeks later you come back and you beat Texas at home. Yeah, it was uh unreal experience for us, you know, being first time in history that we made it to that tournament. Uh, everything was new to all of us, you know. We we haven't been into a Sweet 16 or or Elite 8 where you kind of get that uh that atmosphere, I would say. So, for us it was um all everything was new. We did a good job in our first match against Stanford. We we almost pulled it through. Uh, came down to one of our freshmen who did a terrific job, but uh, you know it, it, it goes either way at, at this point. So that was a tough one, and then uh, we play TCU. At, no, no, we play. Do mm-hmm. we play TCU after that? Yeah, and we mm-hmm. we know we have a close doubles points, and after that, I think the guys uh, and including myself, I think we're all a little bit down. You know. We're we're still thinking maybe we should be playing in the second round of of the main draw. So there's a little bit of disappointment, and you know I think we learned a lot from from that that tournament mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, after that I feel like all the guys you know I wasn't I actually I went to play two challenges right after uh, the indoor, and so I wasn't with the guys, but the the coaches told me that the guys uh, they really they bounced back after that and had two great weeks of uh, of practice and it paid off when we played Texas 
Mm-hmm. And I, I do want to ask about that Texas match, but since you brought it up, uh, the the decision to play two weeks or you know two challengers back to back was that something you had scheduled before the season? Was you know incorporating more pro tennis events something you were going to try and do throughout the year? Yeah, it's uh, it was two challengers in Canada. Uh, the the Canadian Federation was uh, giving me wild cards, so it was a great opportunity for me to play two uh, professional events. Um, wasn't the easiest thing to do because uh, got a little bit sick in Wisconsin and kind of carried that through uh, the two weeks and and when I got back also, so uh, it kind of it told me also and it's also a little bit you kind of get that that taste of the professional tour where you got to go four weeks on the road and see if you can compete so it was a good experience so you also caught that bug that was going around madison yeah i don't know what it was but uh so many guys got it (laughs) uh again i have done way too much reckless speculating about what that was because yeah i got it as well and it's like i saw brandon holt during his matches it was not pretty no, he, he was um, suffering. A lot of respect for this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, and especially early February timeline. Anyways, um, yes, that was an interesting moment. But for you guys, then you come back to the team. You guys are playing number four Texas. You're playing at Cary uh, Tennis Center, which is where I believe the ACCs are played occasionally. Yeah. It's one of the be more beautiful sites, uh, you know, tennis mm-hmm. facilities I've ever seen. And you yeah. know, for you guys there, you take the doubles point. You you know they take three singles matches. You get two three set wins at the mm-hmm. bottom of your lineup. It is yes. three all, and it comes down to you versus Ito. Mm-hmm. You know six seven first set seven six first set. You take the third six one to clinch mm-hmm. in a moment like that in a year where you had already clinched against Virginia and your team had already gone to the national indoors. How cool was that moment for you guys to beat you know a top five team and help you know eventually propel yourself into that mm-hmm. top that number six spot. Yeah, it was uh, that was the best one of the best uh, college atmosphere I'd, I'd witnessed. Uh, it was unbelievable atmosphere. Um, you know, we didn't expect such a big crowd because it was in Cary, but uh, you know, everyone did such a good job promoting it, and uh, the facility was great, the weather was great, so everything was was setting up to be a great day. And uh, you know, we had a great doubles points. Um, my normal uh, doubles partner was a little bit injured and so i'd play i played with uh, robin catry a french uh, 17 year old freshman from france and he's uh, he really stepped up with with me in doubles and then we also got a huge doubles uh, victory on court two that really uh, that gave us a lot of momentum and then um i think we went on indeed to lose three in a row right in singles mm-hmm three in a row so that was uh but then you know the the freshmen at five and six they they really they didn't look much at the board and just kept competing and kept fighting and you know the results came and after that when i saw that it was coming up to me that's uh it's where i i mean i that's what i play tennis for it's you know it's to clinch those matches and play in those high pressure moments and i really i think i really stepped up that match and was a great victory for us great day overall mm-hmm. how did the loss you took last year against tennessee in that second round that three setter at one does that does a loss like that prepare you for those three all moments you know the next time you get a go around yes for sure for sure it's uh and to be honest i don't think i entered or 
well, I, I wasn't in the right mindset when I was playing that match against Tennessee. I was um, I was looking a little bit too much at the board. Uh, I had uh, Igor Savilich playing at number two singles was was doing a great job against Walton. I think he was up in the third set. Uh, we also had uh, Georgi Malyshev at six, who was also doing a really good job up a break also in uh, in his final set. So I think I kind of I kind of slowed down a little bit and was looking forward too much and that. That cost me and cost the team the match so that was a, a good lesson for me <laughs> it for you is it more difficult to play that three all match or to watch that three all match oh to watch for me it's I, horrible I it is it is horrible playing it you don't <laughs> you're not even nervous at all you're just you're going with the flow and you're just thinking about how bad you want it so and watching it is also how bad you want it but you don't control anything so it's awful. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's absolutely the worst. And again, because, uh, you know, for you to sort of switch gear here, to play a guy like Ito, who's obviously an exceptional talent, and you're playing the yeah. number one singles position, you're getting uh, so many great matches from across the country, a guy like Will as well that you mentioned. But, you know, playing, you've played challengers, you've gotten to top 400 in the ATP rankings. How does the level of play at the one singles position in college tennis compare to, you know, the, the few futures level or the challenger level and do you think it's comparable yeah it's um it's hard to compare both because i haven't played any of these guys in the tournament um you know the the no had scoring the lead there's different environment but i definitely think that uh, you know most of the guys that are playing one in college they can definitely be top 500 in the in the world i think all of these guys, they and they they they've learned how to compete really well. Um, they've also just matured a lot. So I think college tennis is a really good pathway to to becoming a pro. Mm-hmm. And for you personally, and I'm sure you get asked this question all the time, but as someone who, you know, you come from a generation of Canadian men where it's you, it's Dennis, it's FAA, it's Ben Seguin at UNC and Josh Peck and all of these guys, you know, to see, you know, fellow players, uh, it, your fellow Canadian players succeeding on the pro tour, you know, how much yeah. pressure is there for you personally to go turn pro, get those sorts of pro results? And why did you ultimately keep coming back? to college did you know to continue your development yeah it's uh it's always uh you know you finish the college season and then you get right into pro tournaments the i love the environment and the the schedule of playing you know each week playing at pro tournament uh definitely like you after after the summer you're always thinking you know oh man i i can't wait to play pros but I also need to be patient and I also know that coming back to college is going to help, you know, help my game. It's going to help me be a better man and it's also going to going to get me a de- uh, a degree. So it's uh sometimes it's hard to to keep your mind on college tennis, just college in general, but it's it's worth it. And mm-hmm. you don't feel like you're wasting time, you know. You're actually making memories and and enjoying yourself a lot. So Yep. Mm-hmm. And and for you, the college tennis experience, have you, you know, obviously you've improved as a tennis player, but I'm curious, has it been more beneficial to you as an on-court, you know, developing your tennis or just off the court, getting to be a person away from the game for a little bit as well? 
I think it's almost 50-50. It's uh, as much as it is on the courts with the with the coaches, you know, doing individuals and working on different stuff. But I, it's nice to also go outside the court and needing to go learn about the school and and all of that and having to focus for an hour and 15 you know it it just uh is many many little um, details that you need to pay attention to being uh being uh you know being responsible uh keeping those distractions away distractions away it's uh it's not easy but once you've kind of figured it out it just uh makes you so much better Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I would recommend college, of course, to everyone. And, you know, yeah. I'm curious when you have your, your fellow Canadians, you know, Ben at, at UNC, which is obviously your rival and, you know, Braden went there as well. Mm-hmm. Is it fun for you guys to, you know, bring that rivalry to college tennis? It is. It's uh, in Canada. We don't have so much of these. Uh, we get we have it in uh, in hockey. You know, there's obviously that Montreal Toronto uh, rivalry or or for Ben, it was that Vancouver-Calgary uh, rivalry. But, uh, you know, at first, I didn't really understand it because, you know, obviously I had friends that went to UNC and stuff, but uh, it kind of grows into you and, you know, you, you don't want to be losing to UNC and you, wanna, you want NC State or for Ben, you want UNC to win. So it's, uh, it's really fun. Yeah, no, I can only imagine what that must be like. And, you know, again, I, I want to talk a little bit about you, and then we can get to the home stretch, uh, the rapid-fire questions I have for you to wrap things up. But, you know, for you personally, and you've talked about your game being ready, but what are the things you are focusing on improving as you either, A, prepare for, you know, a second-go run at your senior year at NC State or as you prepare to make that transition to pro tennis? Uh, yeah, I um... – I want to keep improving my serve. Uh, I think it's so important to have a good serve and be precise with it. Um, I also think the first shot after serving is really uh, important. Just making sure you put a constant pressure on on your opponent. Um, I've been doing a much better job at my transitioning and all of that, so I want to keep keep working on this. But um, no, just just try to build my game to be as aggressive as I can and take away time and use the use my my timing was which is one of my strengths mm-hmm. do you think no ad scoring helps you play the pressure points bigger on the pro tour yeah I it really depends how you how you approach those those points uh, a big thing that uh, Coach Spencer and Coach James have been uh, emphasizing is, uh, you know, play every point like there's, like it's, uh, you know, like a love, love uh, point, and just there's no, there's no important points. Just keep playing the same, and and uh, good things will happen. So I try to, I try to have that mentality, but it's uh, at first I would say my first two, three years of college, it's, uh, you know, you're serving and it's thirty all. And it's it's a big point, and you know, in pro tennis, it's not so much of a big point because you can get it back deuce or or, or whatever it is. But in college, it's you know, you lose that point, and it's double break point, so it puts you in a tough position. But uh, it makes you it makes you uh, you know having have to work for every point and not giving away uh, free points. 
Mm-hmm. How helpful has the on-court coaching you're allowed to get in college and just having Coach Spencer right there for you all the time? Yeah. How how valuable has that been to your development? Yeah, it's helped a ton. I uh, coming into college, I wasn't so much of a tactical player. I was, uh, you know, didn't know so much about the game, but I've learned so much. And and having that on on the on-court coaching has helped a lot because they they see things that i i didn't see and now i can also detect these uh these uh weaknesses or or strengths much easily mm-hmm. are you someone who has a particular coach come to your matches where you're like hey like i only want you know uh coach spencer on me or you're like actually give me coach james for this one or are you fine with either of them yeah i'm fine with either i have great relationship <laughs> with both uh it's honestly more up to the guy that's playing beside me to uh, to decide <laughs> things. So <laughs> they can yeah. they can choose. They can choose. <laughs> no, for sure. As senior captain, do you get to pick the uniforms that you guys rock on court? No, I I, I left that for uh, Robert Terzak, who was uh, a junior. Yeah. Really? Uh, he's, he's, he, yeah, he's got a he's got a good style. I mean, all the guys have <laughs> good style, and and it was easy to to make those uh, those outfits. So. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, with a team that is, you know, with so many guys from so many different countries, you know, how do, how does that cultural blend that, you know, a, a fit in a locker room? You know, how do you guys make sure that off the court, the communication and the friendships are as strong as they need to be? Is it, does it make it more difficult, I guess? No, I think it honestly, it makes us even closer because we all know, we, we all kind of get each other because we're all foreign and and that adaptation was was kind of rough so we all help each other you know uh, transitioning to college um you know everyone's got their different accents so everyone's making fun of anybody's accents and it just <laughs> it creates a really good vibe in the in the locker room yeah i feel like it must be a really fun team to hang with like I, I do feel like you guys. Yeah, I feel like you guys definitely have a good time. Um, well, with that in mind, you know, I, I want to ask a rapid fire series about your teammates. But I'm curious. Last serious yeah. question for you right now in this period of time. I uh, just, you know, I'm sure it's difficult to find places even to hit, let alone to train and do all the things mm-hmm. you want to do to continue to prepare your tennis game. But you know, what are you doing right now? Like, have you been able to put together a training block? Are you viewing this as a time off? What has your quarantine looked like, tennis? yeah i just uh came back home to canada on march 19 i think i actually did a road trip and picked up my friend at liberty uh nikes mamba and we uh we hit the road back to canada after that i took about two weeks off just uh you know clear my mind up and just uh you know just kind of take in what was happening and everything uh after that i created a routine where i try to go to sleep early wake up early uh try to get a workout in the morning have some breakfast um i studied in finance and so i've been looking at the market it's been very interesting to uh stay uh, on track with so (laughs) that's been keeping me busy uh and then other than that uh, i had school obviously so uh, i had to get those homeworks done um also been really busy with applying to master's uh, school so um, yeah I've been luckily I've been busy but now it's gonna start to uh, kind of fade off so I need to find some other things to do and <laughs> hopefully yeah it's uh, it's rough but hopefully yeah. the, the tennis courts will be open soon and so I'll be able to hit 
Mm-hmm. No, without question. I mean, look, I appreciate it. If you need a time filler, you can always call. I'm sure we can find 30, 40 minutes of things to talk about. Um, but all right, with that in mind, then, yeah, the last thing I want to talk about with you is a rapid-fire series of questions. Have a little fun. Ask you about your teammates as well as some other uh, – learn some other details about you. That sound good? Yeah, of course. All right, let's start here. Let's start with your teammates. During your time at NC State, who was your favorite teammate to practice with? Uh, I would say Georgi Malyshev. He was, uh, we called him the, the caporal, the general. He was a really serious guy and just uh, loved working hard. And he was, he had a, you know, he had a really good pace on on his ball and was just really, uh, wasn't missing much. So it was fun to hit with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who had the messiest tennis bag? Just the, who's got the ripe banana in the bottom of the bag, just expiring? That would be uh, Tadas Babalis from Lithuania. He's a very, very unorganized guy. He's just uh, he's really, really fun guy to be around. He's definitely interesting, and we've we've found about two, three bananas in his bag that were at least a month old. So <laughs> he wins it. Yeah, no. There's that person. There's the water bottle collector. We we all yeah. know the types. Yeah, they all exist. Um, all right. Who is the teammate? And this is not to be indicative of them during the matches, mm-hmm. but who is the teammate in practice that will try to get under your skin by hooking you? You know, I I didn't have anyone hooking me in practice, and I it's think because you were number one for four years, the respect. Yeah, was it was actually I. I only remember one story, and it was my freshman year, and I was in practice. I was playing a practice set with uh, with Nick Orton from Australia, and uh, it was one of my first practice, and he just wanted to show me a little bit how college tennis work, you know, and sometimes you'll get hooked, and you can't, you can't do anything about it, so that was uh, probably the only moment that I, I ever got hooked in practice. <laughs> No, that's good. Again, that's a good thing. Um, all right, for you, who is uh, the, your favorite teammate to go out with? You know, we always have a good time going out with each other. Uh, you know, I, I'd i say Michael Ogden has been a very, uh, really fun guy to go out with. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take it. I'm not even going to ask for details. Uh, have you guys been <laughs> Zooming at all to, like, stay in contact, you know, do the big team group chats? Yeah, we have uh, we have a meeting every every week, so we we kind of catch up. Um, a fun exercise that Coach Spencer brought up was uh, was talking about you know one thing that we were uh, you know that made us that got us frustrated, and one thing that we were happy was happening, or or whatever it was. So it kind of made us share what we were feeling. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, I guess the flip side of that is because, you know, playing with the mute function is half the fun. But if you could mute one of your teammates on Zoom, who would you just shut up completely? <laughs> uh, and, and coaches qualify for this answer. <laughs> well, you, you can't mute uh, Coach Motors laugh, so I'd have to go with uh, with uh, who's one guy that talks too much. You know, I can't really pick one guy right right now. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're all they're all funny in a way. So I got right, I've got no answers. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, no, that's a good answer. I'll take that. Um, all right, let's flip gears here. Let's go quarantine edition for you. Are there any new hobbies? It sounds like you've been pretty busy, but any new hobbies you've developed in quarantine? 
just uh, picking up my my patient my passion in uh, finance. I've been you know been looking at the market a little bit more and just trying to stay uh, up to date. So that's been my my hobby hobby I would say. Yeah, I would ask you why has the market remained relatively calm here, at least the stock market in America, <laughs> with unemployment spiking. But I feel like that's a conversation for another time, right? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that's a that's a good hobby for me. Like the, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just trips to the refrigerator, right? Mine have gotten out mm-hmm. of control. How how are yours looking? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, I've gotten better, but I yeah, my first two weeks was was awful. I just when you're bored, you want to eat, and I was just bored <laughs> all day, so <laughs> wasn't good combo. Yeah. No. When was <laughs> the last time you were home for this long a stretch of time? About five years ago, uh, before I went to college, so. It's really fun to be home for such a long time. It reminds me a little bit of my childhood, so it's always a good time. Has yeah. it been nice, yeah, to take a second to step back from everything and just sort of, you know, enjoy not being a tennis player, I suppose? Yes, yes. It's, uh, you know, been cooking with my mom, just been doing, you know, stuff that I normally never have time for, and that's that's really fun. But I'm also ready to get back on court and start practicing for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. What is the one thing? I guess, you know, what is the the two part, the the most enjoyable part of this season for you guys, given all the success you had at NC State, and then, you know, the most disappointing part about not getting able to finish that season? Yeah, it's the uh, best moment for me was, um, yeah, probably the Texas match. Uh, the atmosphere and you know being able to clinch for for the guys was was great and and like you mentioned the uh, the most disappointing part was not being able to finish the season with the guys so but it's life happens yeah no that's just my way of reminding you that hey you can always come back next mm-hmm. year because we'd love to yeah. have you as college tennis fans uh not that yeah, that was not to. by the way a coach yeah coach spencer did not pay me to say that that is just <laughs> me yeah nonpartisan. Uh, <laughs> yeah exactly this is just from one alex to another right that's just yeah. i feel like we, we could say that sort of thing but alexis again congratulations to you on all of your success not just during this 2020 season but throughout your time in college tennis should you make the decision to go pro uh it makes a lot of sense because you are one heck of a talent and uh, you know i wish you luck and success in everything you do moving forward would love to have you back for another season thank of you. college tennis but of course above all else stay safe stay healthy thank you very much thanks for having me and also thank you for everything you do for college tennis it's, uh we appreciate you uh, of course a little flattery at the end i'm blushing i will <laughs> i'll admit it but yeah thank you so much and again yeah take thank care you. stay safe stay healthy thank you you too go back Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with NC State All-American Alexis Galarno. Of course, Alexis, again, an accomplished pro player already. So the fact that he continues to be drawn to college tennis, it just speaks to how fantastic college tennis is, you know, as a product, how well it can develop these student athletes, not on just on the court, but off of it as well. And again, a huge shout out to Alexis for taking the time to chat with our Cracked Rackets team. We've had so many great conversations here on this Cracked interview 
interviews podcast over the past five months, really throughout this 2020 year, and of course getting the chance to speak to players like Dennis Kudla, Christian, Mitchell Kruger, you know, Claire Liu, so many more about their experiences during this quarantine. It's been enlightening, and of course, if you've missed any of those conversations, you can find them here on the podcast. We've also had conversations with people like Chris Woodruff, and you know, I, I can go on and on. Steve Weissman, uh, John Wortham. I, again, the list is extensive, uh, and so if you've missed any of those, you can hear them on this podcast. Of course, if you want the daily roundup of the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from throughout the tennis world, check out the Mini Break podcast. And of course, if you want to get in on the action yourself, check out our DraftKings Ace of the Day, brought to you by our friends at the Great Shot Podcast. I get brought to you by our friends, brought to you on the Great Shot Podcast by our great friends at DraftKings. Uh, that is day in, day out. And of course, like, rate, subscribe, review to all of our feeds. This one, the Cracked, uh, the Cracked Interviews Podcast, is this one, the Mini Break Podcast, the Great Shot Podcast, and the Inside Out Podcast as well. Shout out, as always, to our friends at Midwest Sports. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. Go to Aerobar.com. Use that promo code Cracked15. You'll get 15% off your orders at each of those places. And again, if you have missed any of our content, be sure to check out our website, CrackedRackets.com. Shout out, as always, to the super producer, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff. For the f*** of an editing job, they do day in, day out, making all of these podcasts possible. Again, we've got a couple more great interviews in the queue that we have done over the past month, couple of months, so be on the lookout for those. If you've missed any of the interviews we did at the Altic Steislinger event or at the Young King Scholarship event in Lexington, you can go check those out as well on our YouTube channel. But for now, for our wonderful guest, Alexis Galarno, our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, our friends at Mid. West Sports and Aerobar and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.